Y'all, welcome back. Uh, super excited, actually, uh, for this episode. I'm interviewing a friend that I've known since, shoot, I don't even know, like junior high-ish, yeah. maybe. Uh, mm -hmm. we, connected, we connected on Mystery Science Theater in a math class in like eighth grade, way, way back. And it's been a while. Actually, I haven't had a chance to talk to you. So uh, yeah, I guess let's just start it right here. Um, where are you right now, city and state? And what's, what's the vibe? What are the laws? What's going on near you? All right. Well, I'm in Austin, Texas. Um, and we have a shelter in place order that I think was just extended to the 30th. But I don't think any of us actually believe it will really end then. So nope. no chance. Yeah. No chance. Yeah. So what's, is there a general vibe? Is there anybody that has an idea on when it will lessen up? Or are we all just along for the ride here? You know, I, I, I think people have their ideas uh, and I think they have reasons for those ideas, but uh, it, it depends on so many people complying that I think it really ultimately is anybody's <sighs> guess. Yep. So, yeah. yeah we're, we're, we're really depending on, and I don't want to say the least of us, but just the least structured or the least uh, rule followers of us. We are all dependent on them right now. Agreed. So, yeah. It's interesting. So uh, what would, on a day like today, you know, Thursday, what would a normal day have looked like? compared to what your day today was? Uh, right. So Thursday for me, I typically start seeing clients. So as I mentioned, I'm a psychologist in private practice, and I usually start seeing my first first client at around 9 or 9.30. And then um, kind of varies week to week, but usually I'm in the office till 5 or 6. Um, so I'm there pretty consistently that entire time, you know, seeing clients, doing paperwork, um, putting together talks, you know, writing content for this or that, and then uh, just go back home to be with my littles. And now instead, <laughs> I try to squeeze all of that into just a few hours in the home office and then swap places with my husband who then has to do the same thing. Oh, boy. Yeah. So are, are you yeah. doing like digital interviews or like Skype interviews or Skype sessions? Are, are you still meeting clients in, in some form? I am. I use a HIPAA compliant platform called Simple Practice that allows me to video sessions. Um, okay. So I've been able to do that. But because of the circumstances, the American Psychological Association actually lifted the ban on platforms like Zoom or FaceTime. So those used to be off limits for us. And now they've said, hey, you know, everything's chaos. So just go ahead and use them and get your people help. Wow. Yeah. That is interesting. I was talking with, in fact, Dylan uh, the other day who worked yeah. in the beer industry and uh, the you know alcohol, tobacco, firearms, or whatever, the alcohol branch uh, has pretty much lessened all of their rules as well. So it's like, you know what? If yeah. a wants to sell to go margaritas, just fine. Just what, like, it feels like almost all sectors uh, in, in any industry or any mm -hmm. business event. It's just whatever you got to do, like, you know, don't break the law, but otherwise right. do whatever you got to do. It, it, yeah. it has become this weird, just, just, I don't even know how you do Like it's not with the wild, wild West, but it's almost, it's close. It's, it's just like the parents have, you know, left or like the parents are coming home later than they expect. And they're like, <laughs> okay, kids, you don't have to go to bed, but just use your best judgment. Yeah, maybe inside yeah. voices for a bit, but it's yeah. lights, lights can be on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Prove okay, to well, us that you can handle this. You yes, know. but but in this instance, we're also the parents. Uh, it, <laughs> it's it's bizarre, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I do want to get to the kids because we both have kids that are similar age. But mm -hmm. when did you, if you remember, when was your first, when did you first hear about COVID or Corona or however it was phrased. Do you remember, was it early December-ish or I mean, was it later? Do you remember? It probably was around that time. 
And that, you know, back when everyone thought, well, this is another Ebola or SARS, mm-hmm. which I realize it's, you know, it's the same as SARS in a way or an offshoot of that. Um, but back when it, everyone's full expectation was that it was going to be scary and then it was going to be over and we weren't yeah. going to be impacted in any way. So, dude, yeah, yeah same thing. We heard about it, about the same thing. And we took yeah. it so we, we didn't take it seriously at all because we put our house on the market. And we have oh. now, we've actually sold our house and now we have to go oh. find another house. It's, that's been a whole separate thing. We don't need to get into it because yeah. we didn't take it seriously at first. When did you first take it seriously? What caused you? When did you, you know, ah. what caused you to, you know, flip or whatever? So my husband works in finance um, and he came home. Let me, this was like, well, I th- okay. So maybe late February, he started saying things like, Ashley, you really need to start preparing for this because we really think this Mm. is going to get ugly. So he would say things like that to me. And then I remember in the first week of March, we actually got into a little bit of an argument because he wanted me to go remote immediately. And I was like, I can't do that to my patients. I can't, like, I can't transition my practice like that. And he was like, you need to. And, um, And then that day, so this is like first week of March, we get an email from my daughter's preschool that one of the parents has tested positive and therefore, yeah, no one knew anything about it. So we went into self-quarantine for 14 days and then literally like a day or two after the self-quarantine ended, the shelter in place took over. So we were quarantining before it was cool. You, you guys know? were you guys were way before me. Trendsetters, hipster, hipster yeah. quarantiners, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly. Wild. Yeah, so, so so fast. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, you guys jumped on it before uh, I did, obviously, but that's interesting. That's you're actually the first person that I've asked that hasn't said when the NBA stopped as their <laughs> answer for when they took it. Literally, everybody what an honor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You do just because you're such because you're a hipster, bro. You kill it because I know but, a guy. <laughs> I, I'm married to a guy who is like, no, it's it's time, do it. <laughs> Ironically, a guy who I used to play Midnight Madness basketball with, and that all ties the NBA back together. But okay, so yeah. if and when, well, let's start here. Do you go to the store? Have you gone to the store recently? You know, you know, done that. To be fair, um, I wasn't going to the store before this. Like I, I probably <laughs> set foot in a store maybe once in the past couple of years since curbside became a thing. Nice. Uh, but nice. David went and he told me it was the quote, the way grocery shopping should be. Um, he was like, it's not crowded. It's only, you know, 30 people at a time. Everyone keeps their distance and no one's panicking. And he said it was delightful and, and that was good enough for me. Now I don't need to go. I trust you. Oh, I love Dave. What a good yeah. guy. That's awesome. Okay. So did he, did he wear facial protection or wear like a mask of any kind when he went in? Like, are you guys doing that? We don't have any masks. Um, so I don't know if I've ever mentioned this to you, or maybe I did on Facebook, but I, uh, my younger sister is a nurse in New York City. Mm. Uh, yeah. Oh, so smoke. She, yeah, she's very much like on the whole, she is just like face to face with that at all times. Um, and so in thinking, so I knew about the mask shortage and how it was impacting the healthcare workers. And so um, I felt too much, uh, it was, it was too much like moral injury, I guess, to like, think about going to buy a mask and I, I'm not of the sewing persuasion. So we don't have anything like that. So he just brought a lot of hand sanitizer and Clorox wipes and went with it. 
So interesting. I actually yeah. I went to the store tonight. We needed uh, we needed Drano, which is it's one of those Ooh. things. It's like yeah, clearly we could have made made it work and just washed our hands in the other sink or gone downstairs. But like yeah, I, I don't want like I had to brush my teeth and like I, what am I so I I literally we thankfully have some friends who are making masks and I put one on and went to the oh, store. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I I was definitely the butt of a few jokes. Uh, I caught I caught people giving me the side eye, and they then, like, I saw now. them. I saw them look at yeah. somebody else and do like the roll the eyes, like do you see this guy over here wearing a mask? Like I li- I could feel it. I know when I'm like this I, future I genius, I- yeah. <laughs> this visionary. Yeah, well, yeah, that's. It was the first, man, and it was weird, but, like, you know, th- there's countries, I mean, people in China have been wearing face masks for, I mean, almost an entire century. So, I mean, th- th- I don't know if that's going to be the future. Do you have any wildly based on nothing? Do you expect that to become a thing? I, I know we're just just pure conjecture, but do you expect that to maybe become part of society? I definitely do, at least for the short, like, over the next, until there's a vaccine, you know, which which I've heard best case scenario is 18 months to two years. So, I that's definitely expect scenario. them to make an appearance. And uh, I remember reading some time ago that in Japan, the masks, which most Westerners find very off-putting, is like to help with seasonal allergies from a type of cedar that was grown there in World War II. Um, Interesting. Yeah, to rebuild like a lot of the buildings that were destroyed during that period. Uh, so now it is a little bit ironic that Westerners were sort of notorious put off, notoriously put off of that and now are just, you're now we're fighting each other over them. Dude, I, I don't know what it says, and maybe maybe it is just a Westerner thing. I, I you know I, I'm not going to act like I'm any type of a scholar here, but we are so obsessed with looks. We are so obsessed mm-hmm. with presenting, it, and the idea that you would cover the majority of your face. I don't know that we're ready. Like as a society, I don't think we're it has ready to be life or death. You know, and then we're yeah. like, well, maybe for Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that's it. <laughs> that re- that really really is though. Okay, so well, speaking of grandpa and just family, then how are your kids doing? Are they asking questions? Are they aware, or are they just blissfully partying every day? Well, that's the weird. I had just commented on social media about this that I was a little bit surprised. I couldn't decide if it was that you know children just adapt to change so much better than adults, or you know, if their sense of time is so skewed that they don't realize how much time has passed, but neither of my kids show have shown really any awareness that their lives have totally changed. So it's like, don't, I, I'm even, I'm tempted to like, it, maybe at least the five-year-old be like, don't you remember me being gone all the time? And like, don't you remember other people raising you? And like, yeah, schedules and go 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 you gotta get on your shoes don't you we went to like come on it was great we went to taco bell like every day don't you miss that like you know and so occasionally to her credit she will be like um you know can i go to school and we'll say no and she'll be like well why and i'll be like there's germs and that explanation is good enough for her she's like okay seems legit there's germs we're not going Wow. So See, I wonder if that's just deep down. They don't want to go to school. And so they'll just take any excuse. Cause like wait, that happened yeah. with my son, the same idea. Oh, really? Like, okay. Know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we do like a little preschool thing. And the first week, every, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, every day is like, are we going to school? It's like, nah, man, we're not. There's a bug going around. It's like, oh, okay. And by the next week he stopped asking. Like he literally three days in a row. And that was, he's just set. He didn't care. So I think right. he was just happy to not go. Whereas I don't, I don't know. Does your daughter like school? Wait, was she a fan? She go. We actually redshirted her, and instead of putting her through to kindergarten, we held her back and did a Kinder Bridge program. So it's like 
I call it all the fun parts of kindergarten. Ah, Because we want her to be physically larger than all her peers, I guess. You know, we want to give her an unfair advantage. So she loves school because remember, it's all the fun parts of kindergarten. So she, we thought she would be devastated and she does miss her teachers, but so far she's been kind of like, and so Dave gets sort of frustrated with me because, so I started upping the ante like, well, we're not going to school because a lot of people are sick. And they're like, okay. And we're like, and you don't, we don't want you guys, our beloved daughters to be two of those people because people are getting really, really sick y'all. And they're like, sure. You know? And I'm like, cool, really scary. No vaccine for this. And they're like, got it. So <laughs> David's like, stop saying this stuff. I'm like, how far, how honest can I be? Yeah. Before I how scary. Dude. And, and I think we nailed it though. I think they might just be able to adapt and just roll with stuff. Cause I mean, they haven't had right. any type of strict structure for any amount of time. So like, there's whatever, I guess this is just like what, when I turn five school stops, I'm done. I'm or all like, set. One of my friends was saying that one of her children was like, well, can we go here? And she goes, no, it's closed. And her daughter just went, oh, okay, I guess places closed forever. You know, Dude, they have no reason to doubt that they're all, you know, yeah. two and three. They're like, sure. That hangs together. This just feels so like I'm joking We're about it because that. it's how I handle everything, but it feels so dystopian. It feels so right. bizarre to tell our kids like Chuck E. Cheese is closed. Like, all right, well, when's it opening up? Like, nah, we don't know. No one knows. 2023, maybe like, you know what I mean? Like, so it, which leads me to my next question. What would need to happen? What would it take for you to be comfortable taking your kids to a Chuck E. Cheese or to, you know, celebrations, any form of, there's going to be a couple hundred other people, definitely kids with snotty. Like, what would you need to have happen to be comfortable with that? That is a really good question. And I think the fact that there is no agreed upon objective truth is the part of the issue. I mean, as everyone is saying, well, we all hear the order to stay home, but there's no understanding of when will that have been long enough? Like, when will we be there? And there's uh -huh. regular conversation about the second wave and the third wave, you know, oh, dude. as my sister, you know, the one that I mentioned is a nurse. She's like, I've just accepted that I'm going to get it at some point. You know, I just hope that there's a ventilator open when I, when I do. Um, so I, I guess that was a long way wow. of saying, I don't, I don't know that those of us who are adults living through this will ever feel truly comfortable again. I think it'll linger in our minds in a way that a lot of traumatic things do. I think we'll go to, you know, part friends parties and have an intrusive memory of like, Oh, you know, back in 2020, we couldn't have done this. Um, I think it's left its mark on us. We just have yet to realize that. Guaranteed, guaranteed, it is absolutely left a mark. In as much as if we're watching movies or you know whatever TV show, and there's a gathering or like a, a crowded bar, right? Like I literally get tense. Ah. Just, that's wrong. There's something just, and I already feel so. I don't. I mean, with you, I don't know when or if or whatever we'll get to that point to where I'm like comfortable. I mean, certainly, like. It, I like, I still play basketball to this day, or at least did or whatever. Like right. you, you are so any sport, you are so close and literally breathing on and sweating. And like, mm -hmm. it, it, I just think back to that. And like, I don't know when I'll be comfortable doing that again. You know, like, so it, it's, it's weird, man. I, I don't know if we'll just develop like genuinely like athletic face masks of some kind that like we will all just, that'll be what you do. Like, like, you know, like sex, just, but for your face. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be like Horace Grant, but with your mouth covered. It, it like that really like that might be the next, which is bizarre to think mm -hmm. that, that might be the next step in human 
progression that we really have to prevent ourselves, like stepping outside. It, it's almost like bubble boy or it's almost, you know what I mean? Like right. that might be the new thing, which is, oh, which is insane, but also the new thing, uh, impromptu homeschooling. What are you doing? How are you uh, trying to keep your kids from just falling apart? I wouldn't say I was trying. Um, <laughs> that. You know, I was just laughing about this with Dave because our preschool is so great. They are sending us content, you know, to keep them busy and kind of keep learning going. And I was like, but I was paying somebody so that I didn't have uh, any of, the, you know, because I wasn't uh, uh, good, you know, because I suck as a teacher and I'm just, I'm kind of a C, C plus as a mom. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't say we've done any of that. And I just, keep thinking back to my own childhood where, you know, I had a, I had a great stay at home mom who I loved and we, the TV was on all the time. We watched movies every day. It was so fun. Um, so it's just like, yeah, we're introducing you to uh, the last airbender all yeah, like dude. 200 episodes. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I literally, as soon as this happened, I went online and bought a Nintendo 64 and yes. stadium. I bought Pokemon stadium and I started putting on Pokemon on the TV. Cause I was like, look kid, like I can't teach you math. I'm not smart, but I can tell you who's better against Bulbasaur. I got that on lock. So I've been just pushing that because I don't know what else to do. I, I really don't know. Yeah, we introduced Mario Kart and like one nice. of the retro Zelda games. And David's like, Ash, we're this far from Super, Shma Super Smash Brothers. Yes. And I was like, it's going to be oh. on. So I don't feel Can't much wait. pressure to teach my kids anything because I just – uh, I think the real value in a lot of that education was in the socialization aspect. So it's like to lose that, it's like, well, you're going to learn to add eventually, you know, <laughs> like it's going to happen prior to eight. Sorry, I should have let you finish that drink first. Um, you know, you're going to oh, get there. there. So, if, you know, one of these days. And pretty, it's only a matter of time before there's a service we can all pay to like do that for us, just like we were before. So, dude, I not even yeah. kidding. Like right now, well, for real, not even kidding. Um, my son's preschool teacher is doing FaceTime school or Zoom or I don't yeah, actually know whatever. Yeah. But mm -hmm. Sarah and and my son go downstairs to the computer thing and whatever, and they do with the rest of his class. Yeah. And so, like in maybe as soonish, it'll be like those headset. Like I'm not. I don't, I don't know anything technologically. I don't know what the actual thing is called, but the video game where you wear it on your head and it's a whole goggly thing. Like, like virtual, re virtual reality. Yeah. Yes. That there, I knew thing. It was Whatever in the name of it. Somewhere. Yeah. Yes. Some, there it is. Boom. But yeah, so I'm hoping maybe if this does continue for the next, I don't know, year, two years, mm -hmm. literally everyone in his class will all wear that to where that they can kind of be in like a virtual school setting and still be able to turn to the left and see the avatar of their friend and turn to the right and see the avatar of their teacher. Like we might actually be doing that. And certainly I hope for, if you're in college right now, like I know me in college, if you told me, yeah, the lesson plans online, just go online. I'm not gonna, like, I know I'm not gonna. So if there was at least a way to, yeah. you, are you kidding? Come on. Like, so if you actually had to put that on and, you know, show up in a sense or whatever, like press a button to log in or whatever, and your avatar has to interact with the teacher, that might be the only way to keep like, the next level of education going. That might be the only step because I don't know what else right. to do. Like, what to go to to go to like a Chuck E. Cheese right now? Probably not. To go to a college campus with twenty year olds, there's not enough money in the world. You couldn't give me even if you told me here's a vaccine. I'm still not going. 
not right now. There's, there's no way. Like, there's <laughs> yeah. no way. So, like, I don't, I don't know when. Yeah, dude. Oh my yeah. gosh, it was dirty enough like three months ago. Much less right right now. So, like, that's not. It's not gonna. Yeah, happen. they've had they they're working on a like a mono pandemic for like sixty years straight now over there. So we'll just stay dude. where we are. Thanks. Yeah. My junior year of college, I caught mono, and that's when I downloaded World of Warcraft. I got played that for two straight year. weeks. Did you do? I played cool. I played video games for two straight weeks because, like, what do you? Yeah, that's it. and that still hasn't fixed, and that's and now we're introducing yeah. all this kind of stuff. So yeah, my first day back was a test from mono. <laughs> like, I walked into my first class, and they were like, "And here's test number two. And I was like, "Well, well." <laughs> I'm gonna like, I'm I'm need to retake do. this in a week. Can we can we run this? I one am back a really like good guesser. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. Yeah. Exactly. And I think you know we start. It's it's always a big adjustment for the parents. I think the kids. You know, like we talked about, they believe whatever you say. It, it's the yeah. way that you tell them because they have no other. They have nothing to go by. You're the one that knows that it's weird and different. So I was sitting down with my five year old dur- during a preschool Zoom lesson. And the teachers were like, all right, mommy and daddy should have printed out a calendar page for you to write on. And I was like, you of course know. we did. And Scout was like, what am I supposed to be writing? And I was like, just, just, just write something, you know, and write she was like, name. what? And I was like, just li- you're not listening. Why are you looking at mommy? Look at your teachers. <laughs> like, just <laughs> So it's, we're going to be very well trained by the end of this. <sighs> Dude, it's it uh it is it's bizarre sometimes when I realize that our our kids do look to us as the bastion mm-hmm. of all knowledge. Like I, I I'll never forget the first time I realized that my son was maybe two, maybe three, doesn't matter. And we were at a park, and there was like a seven, mm-hmm. eight year old ish group of kids that were playing, and one of them fell off a slide. wasn't very far, but far enough that he got scared. He, he probably wasn't actually actually hurt, but he landed and started screaming and crying and whatever. And they all looked around and then looked at me. Because right. I'm the adult. Meanwhile, I'm looking up. around for an adult. Like, cause, oh, wait, no, I'm the grown-up. Like, oh, uh, yes. okay, let's, I, all right, kid, come here. I don't even know you, but I guess I'll, you know, like, let's, let's pretend and, like, kind of hocusy-pocusy and just kind of, you know, bluff my way through this. But that's what we're doing with our kids right now is we're just kind of right. bluffing our way through this. It's, it's bizarre. However, do you think or what do you think would be different if – Nothing else in society is different. You know, Trump is still our president. Boris Johnson is still leading England. Like nothing else changes. We still have COVID. Sports have still stopped. You still can't go to the store. Nothing else changed. But technologically speaking, we just hadn't figured out the internet yet. What would we be doing if we did not have social media and ways to connect via FaceTime and via, you know what, how would we be handling this as a society? Well, do I get to ask, like, does this presuppose that we still have things like this same rate of international travel and therefore the spread is yes. identical yes. as well? Everything, okay, nothing so. changes besides <laughs> you don't have email and you don't have Facebook. Sorry, what was it's, the question? I'm like intrigued. It's scary. By no, this, dude, I know. It's scary, yeah. right? Like, what would you be doing right now? Nothing else is different. You just, your computer only types. You essentially have a fancy typewriter back pre-internet days. Your cell phone doesn't have the internet, doesn't have Wi-Fi, doesn't have FaceTime. You just, you can maybe text people, sure. You can call people, sure. But all you have is TV, radio, and a a regular old phone. What are you doing? I'm on, I, I, it, it. A lot of phone appointments for, I guess I'm, I, my first thought, I went to work. Just for you. Okay, so just for my job, I would, I would hopefully still be able to do it using the phone. 
Um, just no more video, which is probably fine. Um, but my God, I mean, where getting information would be much harder and it would be so dated by the time it made its way to you. And uh, you'd have to learn to entertain yourself and you'd probably have to build a better in-person social network with your neighbors from a safe distance. Yeah. My gosh. That's the hardest part. I don't part. even know. I can't dude, do it. I'm every, a millennial. I can't go there. Dude, thank you. Right. Okay. I've asked, yeah. I've asked everybody this question thus far and no one has it. Cause like, yeah, I guess you just make friends with your neighborhood. Nope. Can't do that. We all got to stay in our, like it's, it's, From there's, we would be, yeah. yeah, we would be, I would be at, like, cause yeah. I'm already going stir crazy. I admit I'm going stir crazy. I know that. Like I, I needed, so like hard. I played basketball three times a week. It was my outlet thing to do. And without that, it's been almost like, I've literally been wrestling with my son and not like fakey wrestling. I've been teaching him moves. Like he knows how to full on throw me. If he, if he needs to hit throw me, he can't. Cause I'm just like, I don't know what else to teach you. I can't, I'm not smart. I'm not going to teach. So like, I know how to do this. Here you go. So like, it's, I don't know what we'd be doing. I think we'd be collectively genuinely losing our minds as a society because we'd be all, we'd be as if we were like in either a space station or in like, uh, uh, like, and really bubble boy, we would be just be stuck. So I mean, I, if to look at a positive, at least, this is happening now with the days of modern technology. That, I mean, that at least you and I can do this and that we, you know, we can all sort of still interact in a way. Like I've been FaceTiming my mom a ton. I imagine, have you been doing the same with your kids? Um, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So there's at least that, like, if there is, which, which leads me to this next, is there any positive that you think could be brought from this? Are there good things that can be brought about from all of this? Well, so I'm going to give like kind of a boring answer because I've noticed that uh, this issue has proven fairly diagnostic in my work life. So in, in working with patients, I've noticed that they kind of split into two categories. There are people who this has been incredibly stressful for them and miserable, and it's been just a lot of grief and upheaval and, you know, their panic and, you know, all of that's like up to here. And then there's there's another group where this was relief to them. Um, and not because, you know, of course, they're devastated about the deaths and the illness. Like, they don't yeah. want that. They would never have yeah. asked for this. But um, it forced them to stop over-functioning and stop over-committing. So the people who are signed up, uh, whose anxiety comes from being signed up for, to 50 different things, suddenly they have margin all the free time and all the time to read and cook and just focus on a close circle of friends rather than trying to make everybody happy. Um, so if anything, and that's what I was talking about with some friends myself is that I, I think I remember saying something to the effect of, I'm worried that once this is over, it won't have changed me. Um, Dude. Like I won't have learned anything uh, because I think I belong somewhat in that latter category that even though it has made me anxious and there is a lot of grief, it's also forced me to spend so much more time with my family and really prioritize very well at work because I've had to triage every day, you know, what's going to get done because there's no way I yeah, don't have a you can't, Yeah, there's no way. So that's been, I think, again, while none of us would have wanted that lesson in this way and we would all go back to the way things were in an instant it's like, it's given some of us a chance to see what life can be like and in many ways should be like 
And so I think it's potentially a mistake to come out of this having learned nothing and just to go back to exactly the way things were before. So that is, that is incredibly, that's the best answer I've heard so far that, you know, not to blow oh, smoke, but that's the best answer yay. I've gotten thus far, <laughs> but then to, to completely trivialize it because I'm not smart enough Please to do. And run with it. Have you seen yeah. the show love is blind on Netflix? Everyone keeps telling me, but you know, I got caught up in Tiger King. I had a tough choice to oh, make and I gosh. chose Tiger King. Yeah. <laughs> you made the right choice. Tiger. Let me be clear. <laughs> but then, okay. See, wow. Wow. That's a whole episode too. But okay. Uh, you, you get the basic premise. Everybody, you know, they sort of right. dated talking through walls, never seeing each other, whatever. It was, it was a very set up, clearly experimental thing. But then mm -hmm. once they get out into the real world, they start to pull up Facebook on their phones because they didn't have phones during the whole thing. They, they were purposely isolated, uh, much right. like we are now. And you having said that, when we come out of it, some of the couples came out and instantly started fighting and bickering as they would have normally all along, but since they've been isolated. And I wonder if we as a society, if some of us, if not all of us, will do the same. We'll go right back to trying to overwork and overplan and do and not sleep as much and stay up. You know, I, I do wonder. Right. That's super interesting. I hope. I hope. Because that's that's truly the best answer so far is if we all learn that this collective pause is potentially showing us at least glimmers of hope of what society could be. Maybe we don't all rush as much right. as we used to. Yeah. And it's even challenged, like just in our American culture, like we pride ourselves on being so independent and putting the individual ahead of the group. Oh, um, so you know, we're individualistic society and that has been a crushing blow to us through all of this. So it's like, Dude. we're starting to learn that individualism has to have limits. Otherwise you wind up here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 as you strong as you want to be. A, yeah. You can't charter a plane to take you to your, your college kids to Mexico in spring break because then they all come back with coronavirus. So it's like, oh, maybe that's really, that attitude is really backfiring, you know? Um, so again, if we walk away, not having learned anything, then it was a waste. But mm -hmm. if we, if we agree to be changed by it, then there was something gained from a really bad circumstance. Dude, I mean, I, I will, I will preemptively pat our generation on the back. I think we are at least willing to come out of this, having chosen to slow down and chosen to be more, if not personally introspective, familially introspective. Like I, I admit, right. I love having like my kids come in, like you know, probably more than they should. I admit that. Like they're probably more of a distraction to my regular workday than they otherwise would have been. But like. How awesome, how lucky we are. Like our, our parents, like at least my father didn't get this kind of time with me when I was a kid. Right. Obviously he had to work at his. Uh, so now that we are all home, we, we are getting this moment that I hope we don't spoil. And wow, your, your outlook might be the, uh, the most hope we've had so far. So, uh, so thanks, man. This has been really fun. It's all that mystery science theater, you know, that we watched Dude. in junior high. That's it right, it got us ready for, for this. Sure. It helped us poke fun at everything. And now we're poking fun at whatever the heck you want to call this. And also like, Hey, you learn how to make fun of something. You can keep yourself busy forever. You know, I Seriously. mean, the content options are endless. So yes. When you yeah. are your own source of entertainment, you're not like having to rely on somebody else. Like that's, if nothing else, that is probably the best takeaway from that show is you realize you can just make jokes at all times. You always have yourself. You know, no matter how bad the movie is. So, yep. And, yeah. and if the movie is you're stuck in your house, you, you better be funny. Otherwise, you're going to be bored. So I have to ask you something like, so you've talked to a bunch of people about this. Like, what are what are some of the things you've walked away from it with or what have you observed? <sighs> Dude, it has been 
the the responses have been varied as much as possible. I, certain people mm-hmm. are literally yelling at folks they see, like if they're driving, like a couple of, uh, in fact, Vance, uh, you know, our, our, yeah. our you know, uh, he yeah. runs a law firm now, and he still has to drive into the office every Ooh. now and again, but not much. Um, but he literally has resorted to yelling at any groups of three or more people. He's like, right. he he says he yells, are you roommates? And if they yell back, no. He goes, ah, thanks for ruining this for all of us. Like he's literally like, he's become aggressive with it. And I don't blame him. Like at least if that's the way you want to take it, that's fine. And then there are, I have interviewed certain people, uh, including my own brother, who is still having mm-hmm. people over to his house. He still has seven, eight, yeah. nine people over and they just have parties and they just still go about business as usual and everywhere in between. So I mean, what, what it's, if anything, what it's taught me is like it, it, it it's it, it almost in the same way that you saw that it, it, it broke your, I don't do home customers or clients or whatever into a dichotomy of one side or the other. There is quite the gambit of people that take it semi-seriously, yeah. incredibly seriously and less so. Like I'm per- right now in Pierre, South Dakota, which is a town of 14,000 people, give or take. Wow. Uh, it's tiny. Okay. It's tiny. We are remote. We are hundreds of miles from any town that's, that's big. And so that's why... Uh, my town, I'm the only person walking around the store with a face mask. And that's why I'm getting some side eyes and some looks or whatever. Oh, Whereas I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. if you walk around like HEB in Austin, there's probably a few more, I would imagine. You know what I mean? So it's, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's greatly dependent on, I imagine where you live, like the mm-hmm. size of the city. Cause I mean, obviously if you're in New York, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know many people in New York. And by the way, just quick side note, God bless your sister. She's an angel for doing what she's doing. That's a whole separate talk. Wow. We're proud of her. Next time we talk Mm -hmm. to her, I know she doesn't even know me, but thank her for me because wow. But I imagine most everyone there, you can't deny it. You know, like you are, it's so in your face. You can't deny it. Yeah. Whereas here, I mean, dude, we're so far removed from society as a whole in general. It it admittedly doesn't feel like it's as much of a threat. Which is kind of nice. I'm not gonna lie. Like it's kind of nice knowing like there's right. many people here, so I doubt anybody gets it. But yeah, what, what I'm finding is is a like like we said when we were talking before this all started, parents are way different in their responses and their opinions on what's going on as opposed to single people. Because single people have right. time to learn new hobbies, like they're picking up the guitar or they're picking up baking or you know whatever. Whereas we're just trying to keep our kids from burning the house down, man. Like it's a, it's a We're trying to thing. stay sane and not scream too much and not say too anything much. they'll remember in adulthood, you know? Oh boy. Oh boy. So. Not saying anything they're going to need to, you know, go to a counselor or a therapist for years down the line, <laughs> which I'm sure they Send will everything else I do. <laughs> but yeah. All in all, it's just dude, like it's, there's a gambit. Like it, it's certain people care, certain mm-hmm. people don't certain, you know, certain people just, it, it's, it's weird. Like I, you can't make people care unless, you know, do you have a way of like, if you were to meet someone right now that was still saying it's not a big deal, what would you tell them? You know, like, what would you, how would you? Right. I mean, yeah, that's a really good question. I think, I think my sort of take on it has been, you know, like similar to like the way we think of like a grief cycle, like when people have suffered a really debilitating loss, um, they do go into a stage of denial. So having to face your own mortality in that way, uh, you're going to get a percentage of people who persist in denying that it's possible to get sick and die. Yeah. And so that's what those people are doing is that it's, it's 
their brain sort of refusing to accept the reality of, well, this isn't the end of the world, but this is pretty bad. And just how scary that is. And so it's easier to just walk around persisting in this fantasy that everything's yeah. fine and you can keep having parties and it's not going to be you. Um, and so for those of us that aren't in that denial stage, you know, like Vance, you know, of course he's angry because he's not there. So he sees how harmful that is, how harmful it is to be in denial in a harsh reality. And so that's what I would tell myself. And that's how I would treat that is that, you know, this person is is clinging to this this fantasy in order to get through the Ooh. pain of what reality is, um, and sort of build it's more the desperation. case, right? That it's um, you know, not not even in this in any situation when you persist in clinging to a fantasy instead of embracing reality, you're going to cause harm, right? And if this is going to spread and it's going to hurt people, you don't want it to be because of you, right? Um, you would hope, you know, I, I personally right. wouldn't, I would feel awful. If I gave it to even one person, I would feel terrible for the rest of my life. And that's motivated, right? A lot of our decisions is that uh, most of us sit back in some kind of altruistic way and go, well, well, I'm not worried I'm going to die, but I am worried I'm going to hurt somebody else, you know, so that motivates me to stay home. Or I think of my sister being in, a nurse in NYC and going, well, I want people there to stay home. So I'm going to stay home here in solidarity. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's probably where I would come to that for yeah, that it's you're gonna have a hard time persuading somebody like that, but it helps to know where it comes from, you know, so that you can at least empathize with why they might want to stay in a phase of denial. Dude, because otherwise it's because if you can't talk to them, I mean Uzbekistan, uh mandatory face masks. If you're in public, period, all the way across country, face masks right. are fine. Puerto Rico is there's curfew, and if you're caught out, have you seen that six months in jail? Six months oh, in jail. I didn't see that. Wow. Dude, yeah. Ooh. There's fines, but they are lev levying up to six months in jail. Even just, dude, Laredo, Texas. Did you see that? No. If you go to the store in Laredo, Texas, you have to wear a face mask or it's a $1,000 fine. That's in the US of A right now. That's not Dang. that far from you right now. That's no. Texas. Those Dick are my people. Represent, yeah. dude. That's where I spent 20-something years there, man. God bless Texas. And keep your face mask on if you're in Laredo. Like, it's and it's New, New Jersey. Dude, ah, man, I don't get me wrong. We I would love you. to. <laughs> I, I would not miss the snow. I can't lie. It is cold here. There, It snowed That's Tuesday. Weird. Like, it snowed Tuesday, bro. It's it's ridiculous. But, yeah, so, like, it, it's it's to the point where, like, I don't know if we can talk some people out of it. And we do have to like six months in jail is aggressive, but we might, it might have to get to that point where you're like, even Dumas, Texas, I got customers in Dumas, Texas. The governor went out there or the mayor, I don't know which one, uh, mayor probably he went out there and he, uh, took down all the soccer nets, took down all the basketball goals and he took down all the slides done. Every public park is just, he dissembled wow. everything. It's, but that's where, we, that's where we're at. Cause I don't know what else. If you can't talk to some people, you kind of just have to force them. I think I hate saying it. I don't like that. That's the end result of physical. That physicality has to be the last resort. But I, I, I don't. I think that is the last resort. I don't, I don't know what else you do at that point. Wow. Yeah. That I hadn't heard a lot of those. That's really interesting. It's wild, man. Like that's yeah. yeah you know, well, fingers crossed. This gets over soon, man. <laughs> I don't know when, but hopefully soon enough. 
Right. Yep. Yeah. I remember when this first started, uh, when we first like sheltered in place as a family after that exposure at preschool, it was like, well, two weeks, you know, and we're back at it. Mm-hmm. And this thing was blown over by then. And now that just seems so adorable that I thought that like, what a, what a cute thing to think that this would we just, some- you know, <laughs> We bought a couple of frozen pizzas, a couple of bags of frozen French fries. Yeah. It'll be cool. We'll just, we'll just have movie night every night. Oh, we're out of movies. Like we, We've oh. watched everything on Disney+. Plus. Like We're out. My thing was, uh, I was like, you know what? Just in case, I'm going to buy that 24-pack of toilet paper instead of the 12-pack I normally get. You know? Dude. Oh, man. All right. This is, this is my last detail. Um, did you see or hear um, in California the fight over toilet paper? There was... A 26-year-old man who, when all this got, you know, the lockdown and everything happened and quarantine, yada, yada, he went to his mom's house. His mother was 49. Uh, His mother and he, apparently, this is all after the fact, they used to argue a lot that the 26-year-old man, uh, apparently he used too much toilet paper. And the mom, unbeknownst to the man, started stashing toilet paper in her closet. One day, they were out of toilet paper. There was, as a family, out, and he got really mad. And he was like, Mom, I know you've been hiding it, whatever, whatever. They started screaming. 26-year-old man punched his mother in the face, oh my knocked God. her down, and went and stole the toilet paper that was in his in her secret stash. That's happening in America, man. That's where we're at, just with toilet paper. And I'm sure it's happening everywhere else and all that. Like, that's where we like it doesn't take that long for us to resort to pretty primitive instincts. So it's like I don't regressive. know how far this yeah. goes. Yeah. Dude, it's really I mean, regressed. And have you seen, I'm sure you've seen this of all people, the memes that are going around that are like, okay, the person who's hoarding toilet paper right now or not practicing social distancing, that's the kind of person who will hide a zombie bite. Yes. Oh man, I saw that. And it's dead on. It's so. Yeah. Funny. And you're it's like, funny. yeah, because every zombie movie, there's someone who gets bitten and mm-hmm. hides it and almost Dude. kills the main character. And you're like, who uh, would do that? Like, who why so would you selfish? do that? And it's like, oh, oh, these people. Yeah, no, it's Jeff over there. Jeff would hide his zombie bite. <laughs> Dude, my yeah. favorite one, because it was me back in the day. Uh, it's like the people that are still aren't social distancing and they're still going out in groups or whatever. It's like that kid when you were trying to go to recess that wouldn't stop talking. So everybody <laughs> had to stay inside during recess until <laughs> Billy shut up. And that was me. That was totally me as a kid. Like I, 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 mm, mm, I feel that, and on a, on a on a deep level, I feel that. But at least, and I'm I, not I can it. confirm, I can confirm that that yes, was you. That's true. And this is this is. I, <laughs> you know, I was the kid somewhere closer to the front row, going, you know, to our math teacher. Like, I think we can both agree that I don't have any use for this, so I don't know why you're insisting that we all learn it. Like, I, I think we know Ashley's not going to be doing this into adulthood, so. <laughs> Oh man! Well, just dude, call it a day, uh, and I won't cause you any problems. So, <laughs> well, I'll just we call and it. it works. Good. Just give me a B plus. We'll all move along. Sweet, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, this has been yeah. awesome, man. Thank you for your time, dude. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for reaching out. Obviously, it was super great to hear from you. And I like Heck you. Yeah, I mean, man. I could talk about this all day. So I, you yeah. know. You feel like you're yeah. describing a dream you had to be like someone from junior high and I are going to talk about a pandemic. You know? It makes no sense, and but it's, it's incredibly interesting, man. I've, uh, yeah, I've enjoyed doing this. And if we're still in lockdown in a month or so, we'll, we'll circle back, see how things are going. Awesome. Yeah. I'll probably awesome, look a little dude. worse for wear, but I'm glad you guys are oh, sequestered Lord. and doing well. So.
Yeah. Same to you, man. Hug your kids. Hug Dave for me. I love that guy. <laughs> Good to see you. Later, man.